there were wave pools out there but none of them were dedicated to surfing so i literally like started calling around to different parks and nobody would like let me go surfing there so i got the idea to start a surf park and i decided to call the surf park surf republic but i never really got any funding to start a park recently decided to kind of pivot and maybe bring some news and you know aspects of culture under the brand surf republic through the podcast podcast, podcast. what's up everybody this is the surf republic podcast and i am also known as DJ Tantrum Rocks. Since this is an introductory episode, I'm just going to give you a little bit of backstory about how the Surf Republic podcast came to be, what is Surf Republic, and a little bit of backstory about myself. Um, we're going to do a little bit of role reversal. I brought my wife, Leslie, along for the ride, aka T2, and uh, she's going to be doing the hosting. So, T2, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Narada, husband, DJ Tantrum. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. No problem. Well, going to go ahead and get started. Are you ready for this? I think so. Let's let's try it. <laughs> first of all, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. A little bit anxious right now. This is the first podcast, so I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. Don't be nervous. You got me. I got you. Where are you from originally, and uh, where do you currently live? Born and raised in Houston, Texas. Currently living in Houston, Texas. Uh, I love Texas, by the way. But do you love Houston, Texas? I love Houston, Texas. I'm from the south side of Houston, to be exact, and south side for live. South side. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you know me so well. Um, Let's move along. I'm going to get into the surf stuff. So, um, what is your home break? My home break, uh, the place I like to surf the most, is probably Surfside Beach, Texas, about 50 miles from here. I love Surfside Beach. has lots of great memories for me. Yes. Um, like, what, what types of great memories? Just being a child and loading up, going to the beach, sleeping on the beach, camping out, spending the whole day in the water with my brother and cousins, and just eating Popeye's chicken on the beach and throwing bones to the seagulls. <laughs> That's <But> cannibalism. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, it's not about me. It's not about me. So, um, so Surfside is your home break, and you love it there. Yes, that's one of my favorite spots to surf in the world. Period. Point blank. Point blank. Period. But can you tell me why? Uh, Surfside has really long rides, but mainly during the winter time, I mean, it really turns on. Uh, and you have these short windows where it's just like as good as anywhere in the world, like literally. Just a lot of fun. And then there's a lot of sea life. It's the Gulf of Mexico, so you see all kinds of stuff in the water. I've seen sharks, obviously. Mm-mm. It's not so bad. Mm. Like, there's smaller sharks. Like, I mean, there's some big ones out there, but I've seen some smaller ones. But it's not uncommon to surf with dolphins so well that's amazing it is um i heard dolphins like to have sex with humans has that happened to you i've I've not gotten any dolphin booty i'll be very jealous if that was you'd be jealous because of the dolphin or because of me (laughs) i mean i don't want you having sex with a dolphin like anybody. I thought, I thought you'd be jealous because it wasn't you having sex with a dolphin. No, I'm I'm okay. I don't want to. But I don't want my man sleeping with a dolphin either. Okay, well, would you entertain that? <laughs> no, fool. 
Moving on. This is getting You're out of crazy. hand. Crazy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, T2. <laughs> um, let's see. What was your earliest surfing experience and and where did it occur? I'm going to guess Surfside, but not quite. Okay. Uh earliest surfing experience was that I can remember was uh in Galveston. Mm. Um I I remember going out to Galveston Seeing some folks surfing I thought it was cool And I decided to take a lesson I, I believe my girlfriend at the time was with me She was hot Ah, I bet Still is hot I was there I remember yes. this day Very well Really? I was in there with you what And you? I think I tried once And I was I was done Really? Mm-hmm I remember that You don't? Yeah, I remember that That was a lie No <laughs> It wasn't um, okay. Um, can you tell me what your top three favorite surf spots are? All right. Um, this one's a little bit hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Surfside is probably number one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I, I know this is probably not fair, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. But BSR is probably number two. What? Yeah, BSR, Surf Resort, Waco, Texas, probably my number two favorite surf spot. And then number three, um, dang, that's a hard one. Uh, Why? Why is it hard? Because there's so many other surf spots that I've been to in Hawaii. And, I mean, I've only been a couple in Hawaii, but. I feel like we should have broke this down more because I don't, is it created equal? You could be telling me something that I don't know, but like you would put a man-made surf park in the same category as like a just a regular surf spot do you understand what i'm saying like natural like the ocean versus man-made i kind of feel like we should have separated, separated them. them yeah all right so let's do that let's do that so that that's a good that's a good point actually mm-hmm. um ocean surf spot versus man-made surf spot so a natural surf spot uh my fave my top three natural surf spots would be of course Surfside. Mm-hmm. i think i had a lot of fun at uh dt fleming uh, that's uh, Maui. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. remember. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was a lot of fun. So that's that's not quite by uh, Honolulu Bay, but it's it's kind of close. Uh, some of the 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 same swell that goes into Honolulu Bay wraps around and goes to Fleming. So, but it's a little bit smaller. And then I've had a lot of fun at Malibu, but it's just so crowded. Mm-hmm. But as far as the waves, I mean, it's it's a machine. It's like a surf park. It, yeah, it's like a surf park. Okay. So, do you have three man-made favorites? Three man-made favorites. I can only speak to the ones that I've been to. I want to go to more, but from the ones that I've been to, obviously, BSR is my top man-made surf break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun at YD Adventure. It's an older technology, so I'm curious to see what some of the newer technologies uh, have. And then Inland Surf Park. Um, I would actually put Inland number two, but it's now defunct. R.I.P. R.I.P. Inland. <laughs> Pour out a little liquor. <laughs> okay, so did you name three? Yeah, Inland, YD Adventure, and BSR. BSR number one, Inland number two, R.I.P., and then white adventure number three cool moving right along all right i want you to tell me about your current venture or any projects that you have going on so the current venture is the surf republic podcast and i hope to kind of talk about cool things in surf culture surf parks will be heavy in the rotation texas surf culture will be heavy mm-hmm. in the rotation hopefully we can get some pretty cool guests i have an idea of 
people that I know of, maybe some people that have seen, you know, we've seen on social media in the Texas surf community, maybe hadn't had a chance to talk with, or they haven't had a chance to share their stories. But yeah, Surf Republic podcast is what's going on currently. Okay. Are you excited? Very excited. So am I. Excited and nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> so you say you have some people in mind that you want to bring on a podcast. Yes. You I, can't say any names. I don't want to say any names just yet. I want to get some confirmations and I kind of like, I kind of want the Surfer Public podcast guest to be a surprise to some extent. Well, but I want to know, do you have like a dream guest? That's Ooh. not saying that they're going to be on here. It's just somebody that you would love to have. That would like. Yeah, there's there's a quite a few dream guests. Okay. Um, that I would like to have. Um, you want me to name one? Just name one. Just start just one, one out there. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I would I would love to have the goat. Who's on that? The podcast the goat. Okay. Who's the goat? I would love to have Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater on the podcast. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I don't know if it will happen, but but if you're listening to this right now. <laughs> If you know, if you could shoot me an invite to the ranch, that would be great. Aren't y'all cool? I mean, I wouldn't say cool, <laughs> but he's definitely a cool dude, very personable and down to earth. So you've met him? Yes, I have met Kelly, and maybe I'll break that down on a separate podcast. All right, we'll save that for later. Yeah. All right. So, one question I wanted to ask you is, how did you end up doing the Surf Podcast? How did you come up with that idea? All right, that's that's a pretty good question. So, uh, a little bit of backstory on this. Um, I started surfing maybe about 10 years ago or something like that. And early on, I got frustrated with Texas surfing because you have to kind of watch the forecast. Uh, there's a, a steep learning curve as far as learning the weather patterns and when is the right time to go surf and all that stuff. And then the, the types of waves that we have, it's most like wind waves, which the, the wind swell isn't as, let's say, strong as like ground swell. Uh, I got frustrated with forecasting and all that stuff. And then learning that aspect of surfing while actually learning to, you know, learning my body mechanics and paddling to waves, all of that was kind of overwhelming and frustrating initially. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, hey, it would be a, a lot easier to reduce the learning curve by having a controlled environment to do this in. And around that time, um, you know, there were wave pools out there, but none of them were dedicated to surfing. So I thought, hey, why don't we just put two and two together? I like to surf, I wanna learn how to surf. Mm -hmm. I can do it in a wave pool. So I literally like started calling around to different parks and nobody would like let me go surfing there. They thought it was crazy. Uh, liability reasons it didn't fit their business models so I got the idea to start a surf park and I decided to call the surf park Surf Republic Mm -hmm. so I went out tried to get some guys to help uh, you know building everything but anyway that's how Surf Republic came about Mm -hmm. so spent a few years trying to generate uh, a buzz for it and I was kind of you know I was semi successful at that but I never really got any funding to start a park and this was early on in modern uh, wave park technology development there were no other surf parks no um, around yet right in the US not not in the US no the the closest thing was Wadi Adventure in the UAE United Arab Emirates over there by Dubai or what that's where uh, Dubai is it was actually in Alain I contacted the folks who kind of designed and built that park and operated that park and work with them a little bit on business planning and things like that but we never really got any investment going for one in the u.s um so 
I just kept the name and the brand Surf Republic and decided to pivot. And today I decided to, or recently decided to kind of pivot and maybe bring some news and, you know, aspects of culture to the general public under the brand Surf Republic. And here we are. Through the podcast. Yes, here we are. Long story long. (laughs) It's a good story, though. One day you definitely should dedicate an episode to your whole Surf Republic journey, like from beginning to where you are now. Couldn't go too much into it on this one, but I think you should dedicate something to that in the future. It's an interesting story. Thanks, T2. I think think I might do that. You should. Uh, So, currently, what, what board... Are you riding like this board, the shape, the brand? Give us the deets. The deets. The deets. All right, so I got a few boards that I really love. All right, so my my number one favorite board since my home break, I would consider Surfside, is uh, it's a a mini long board that I ride. It's a a quad fin slash single fin, shaped by Austin Campbell out of Psycho Surf in Surfside Beach, Texas. It's my my favorite board uh, for Surfside. Uh, it's a pretty cool longboard uh, shape, but it's kind of, sh- you know, shrunk down. And he threw a quad setup on there for me, and a single fin setup. I mostly ride as a quad because I like to go faster. Um, but a super fun board. Uh, it's a seven eight. Uh, I think it's by twenty two inches by about two and three quarters, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, super fun board. Holler at Austin if you want a Texas shape surfboard that's a lot of fun uh for surfside uh also ride a 6.8 hypto crypto it's about 50 51 liters it's a lot of fun as well nice floaty easy to get into waves a uh, real carvy feel to it and also have an edit it's a 6.6 doom destroyer uh shaped by maurice i think angelo out in edit surf industries out of uh, san clemente how many boards do you have because Three boards you just named. That seems like a lot of surfboards. It's not. It's not a lot. <laughs> it's not a lot. No, it's not. I, really? I have so many more that I want. Mm. I, I'm looking forward to. Like I, I've, I've been talking to one of my buddies, uh, David Muir. Uh, he has an old Meyerhofer, and um, I met Thomas Meyerhofer once. Humble brag. No, I'm just giving the backstory behind the board. But I've always wanted to ride this particular shape that David has based on a conversation I had with Thomas Meyerhofer. So I'm hoping to get that one and ride it pretty soon. So what's the number of surfboards you want in your collection? Because it seems like, I don't know, why why so many? Like, why wouldn't you just need, like, one board? Do you need different board for different, like, surfing conditions? Or I'm trying to understand the, the logic between having a whole bunch of different boards. Like, if, if I like to ride bikes, I don't really need, like, ten bikes. Maybe need one, maybe two. You see what I'm saying? Just trying to understand. I see what you mean. That's a great question. Mm. So for me, mm-hmm. it depends on what the purpose of the board. And like you said, yes, surfing conditions also matter. Mm. If the waves are like two feet and there's not a lot of push to them, we you surf don't want two to... feet waves. Yes, in really? Texas, that's pretty frequent. Oh, okay. Um, that's not boogie boarding. You could boogie board <laughs> on that, but skimboard. You you could skimboard <laughs> on that, but if you want to actually ride them, yeah, uh, you're gonna need a longer board. Gotcha. So you need a longer board for that. For waves that might be waist high to chest high, or 
in that range, like the fun zone. Yeah. You might want a board that could be a mid-length, kind of okay. like the mini longboard that I have. Okay. Or you could even ride a short board like the Hypto Crypto that I have. I understand. I, I was just trying to understand the reasoning for having so many different boards. Like, you have how many currently? Currently, I have three boards. Three boards, but you want many more. I have two more that I want. Okay. Like, like this year. <laughs> cool. If we can come to terms with my wife. And <laughs> have it, a... Please, don't front. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> if you want it, you got it. Um, let's move awesome, along. Let's move awesome. along. She's awesome, y'all. Let's do something. Let's let's do this. Um, finish this sentence. When I surf, I feel like a god. Uh, <laughs> really? I feel amazing. I feel amazing. When I surf, I feel amazing. Surfing like is it. hard to wrap into words, mm-hmm. but the feeling that I get when I surf is. A feeling of oneness, a feeling of completion, a feeling of like zen. Mm-hmm. At the same time, challenging. Like it's it's challenging, so I feel challenged. I feel motivated. I don't know. I, there's a lot of. It's hard to. I, feel, I would just say amazing. I love it. I think that's cool. I like the way you describe it. Um, the whole zen thing. That's what makes me. Even though I'm a little scared, <laughs> that's the one thing that makes me feel like I should try it because. The feeling of zen, zenness. That's something that I want to feel. Okay, so I got a question for you. What is it? Why haven't you tried surfing? Because I'm scared. That's why. And I have tried. I tried like whenever we first went that one time and I failed and that was it. Would you consider it a failure? Um, or Because I mean, it's a learning process. Like in surfing, you don't stop learning. Really. You're right. I just, I was just over it at that point. And then I've just, I've, I was scared. I feel like the the way I would learn is if I were to actually go into the surf um, the surf park with you because I know there's no sharks or any creatures in there. Um, that would probably be the way that I would learn. But that surf park scares me too because it looks scary because everybody's out there and those waves are big and are they I, big? Yeah, they are to me. I mean, I feel like maybe okay. I'll get there one day. Maybe right. you rent that park out for me and you. And yeah, just us. And then you take your time and you, show me. You see our bank account. I don't know what kind of baller <laughs> you think I am. You wrote that park out for me. One day. Yeah, okay, one day, yes. I think I'm going to wrap up this interview here. Right. Um, I just want to know, or actually I want you to let our listeners know where they can find you online and how they can contact you. Oh, uh, thank you for that. Uh, so <laughs> you can find... The Surf Republic online. Just type in T-H-E, Surf Republic. On, in case you don't know how to spell the. Yeah, the. T-H-E. T-H-E, Surf, S-U-R-F, Republic. <laughs> how do you spell Republic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you type in the Surf Republic on any social media platform and um, you should be able to find us online. So thanks for listening. Uh, but before we leave, I, I do have a question for you. What's that? being a surfer's spouse who doesn't surf do Mm -hmm. you have any advice for other spouses of surfers out there on how to be patient or what things to 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 do when you go to the beach (laughs) and your significant others just out surfing all day surfing all day um 
Yeah, sure. Boogie board. That's always fun. Okay. <laughs> and it's easy and it's not scary because you don't have to go so far off in the water. Boogie board. Um, if you're like me, you like to just have a drink on the beach and chill out and get a lot of good sunshine, get you a nice tan. Um, yeah, just patience and just know how to chill I mean for the most part and if you can have someone else with you too so you're not all alone maybe a family member or a friend or yeah that's about it but just have patience with them I know sometimes well for me I get scared a lot because you know the ocean and creatures and so that's scary for me so sometimes I worry a lot but just try to know that there's that he's smart or whoever your surf per- person is they're smart and they're safe and they're very knowledgeable so just remember that and try to just you try to be zen too ah. like how they're zen you be zen that's about it thank you for that advice to all the surf spouses out there you know problem the the non-surfing surf spouses i should say mm-hmm. and once again thank you all for listening to the podcast t2 thanks for being the host of this podcast absolutely once again i am dj tantrum rocks <laughs> oh god narada also known as dj tantrum rocks you can check out my social media check out my beats at dj tantrum rocks check out the surf republic podcast at the surf republic on all social media platforms and thanks for listening y'all peace, peace.